Welcome to the Best View Nation. My name is Adam. This is Finn. What's up? What's up? And what's up? we host a podcast that is called the Best View Nation, and it is designed. It's been created. Uh, the foundation at the root, the core of it, of becoming the best versions of ourselves on a day to day, week to week, hour by hour, minute by minute basis. No way. Are you we, serious, Adler? We are always striving for self improvement and to be the best versions of ourselves. And furthermore. Thank you guys for tuning in and thank you guys for listening to us because without you, we wouldn't be able to do this and we've experienced some exponential growth and we got to give you, first of all, kudos to you guys, the listeners, for um, allowing us to be on this type of platform and allowing us to grow and to you know be the, ourselves in front of you guys. So um, we appreciate you. Um, next up, the kudos corner, you know, cause we, kudos corner. we started with you guys. Um, next we have my younger brother, Henley. If you guys are in the Daytona area, this guy is the assistant general manager. Um, he is the guy, the go, he's a go-to guy. If you have, you know, if you want to see any movie, whatever the case may be, go out to Cobb theaters, be like, Hey, you know, your brother sent me, tell him to say hi. You know, mention my name. And, um, you know, congratulations, Henley. So when, so if Henley, you listen to this podcast episode today or at some point, just know when you have an influx of people at your movie theater, you know who to thank. You better cut me a percentage of that. I'm just going to say, you know, if there is an <laughs> influx, I just want to put that out there. Um, and last but not least, the, the third person we're going to give kudos is to my guy right here on my right, Mr. Finn Foster. Because now, officially speaking, he is in a, a, a <clears throat> hold on, uh, the correct terminology is published author. I have to make sure I say that right because we have a lot of critics in the room. Um, but he is now officially a public author. No, it's not a public author. It's a published. Published, published. Okay, well, you know what I you know. Anyway, he's, he's public as well because it's, it's not a private book anyway. But he's officially a published author. When does the book come out? Finn, tell the people. So if you guys are interested in getting the pre-order, getting a head start, getting the pre-season ticket, so to speak, go ahead and check out. You mean if you'd like to have exclusive. Oh, God. Exclusive. Yes. <laughs> it's the one time I don't use the word exclusive. An exclusive chance to preview the book. Go ahead. No, it's not even. Yeah, so it's not even a previewing. You actually have the opportunity to exclusively. Woo! Order the book That's before word. everybody else. That's word. There is a pre-order date. Oh, yeah. And there's also a official release date, which will be announced in a further time on another episode. So make sure to tune into the Best You Nation on a weekly basis to pick up on these details and these important tidbits that we're sharing with you. But right now, I'm sharing with you guys something really exclusive, and that it is June 25th. Mark your calendars. Set a reminder. Whatever you need to do, just know that June 25th will be the official time that you can pre-order my book on Apple Books or Apple iBooks, whatever it is, and mm-hmm. I believe uh, Amazon. Amazon. Yep. But those are the two main platforms right now. As we speak, there will be some other really cool incentives that I'm going to be doing, which I mentioned on my Instagram video. So if you have not done so, check it out. Make sure to check it out. We're yes. gonna be doing a, I'm going to be doing a giveaway. So make sure to stick around to hear more a little bit about that. But I have a kudos corner too. Well, someone from my kudos corner, I guess. Okay. So, it's a little bit a ways. We have about another month left of school uh, as far as for our, well, for everybody really, 
Uh, I want to shout out to my brother, uh, Luke. He is graduating uh, high school here in about a month. And it's crazy to think how fast time is. So while you're mentioning your brother, Adler, I'm going to mention my brother. He's, yeah, it's cool. Good. He's, uh, he's a smart kid. I mean, he has always been very, very... Like, I don't know. He's the type that never had to study. Mm -hmm. I'm the type that had to make flashcards, write notes, and study the books all night long. And Luke over here, you know, he's out there making it happen. And he's going to be hopefully pursuing law someday. So I want to shout him out because I know he's been working really hard to get through the online school, which he absolutely hates. But he's been acing it really, really well. That's so I want to shout man. out to him. Beautiful. Um, and that's pretty much it for yeah, I, th I think we did a pretty good job of covering everything. Um, you know, last week, um, we talked about treating yourself, right? And we talked about, um... Tom Haverford actually says it really well. Yes. From Parks and Recreation. Parks and Rec, because we kind of struggled to come up with the, the name the last, last, last season, week. Yeah. But, it, yes, it is Tom Haverford. Tom Haverford. Haverford. Um, or Azizi Ansari, his character. Um, so, uh, we, we kind of discussed treating yourself in reference to just having some self-love, you know, just being able to love yourself. I did some of that this week, um, this past week. Yeah. And you know, that, it's something that you really have to do. Once a month, I try to get a massage or I try to do something that, um, you know, make me feel good about myself. You know, I, I usually typically feel good about myself, but there's just sometimes you just want to just pamper. So I get myself a nice little dinner, get myself a massage. Um, you know, uh, read a book or, you know, sometimes just sit there and just watch anime all day or watch a movie all day, have a movie marathon like, you know, Star Wars or whatever the case may be. Just Marvel. something, some Marvel, yes, I've done that many times. What, whatever it is, just pick a day out of the month. There's 30 days in most months, except for February, obviously. And you can at least find one day to dedicate to yourself and just to be able to just enjoy life. Just enjoy experience new things, experience different things, you know? So um, I don't see anything wrong with that, and that's something that um, we encourage um, our audience to do, and that's something that we practice over here. So not only are we telling you to, do, to try it, but we're leading by example. No, for sure. And, I mean, that's what gives, that's what gives us, um, you know, such a – I don't want to use the word credible, but it really gives us the opportunity to be on the same page with you guys. You know, sure. one of the things we've talked about off-air, Adler, is, like, the idea that – what are we doing to be different to most podcasters? And I think one of the biggest things that we're doing right now is that we're leading by example. We are living in the moment. You guys are getting to be a part of our journey as we're growing and as we're focusing on becoming sure. the best. I've learned a lot about being vulnerable. That's <laughs> something that I would say if you're going to take anything from my book, that's like one of the number one things is becoming disciplined enough to accept the vulnerable aspects of your life, right? Yeah. And so because of that, um, that's given me the opportunity to be better a better version of myself so that I can, you know, be more transparent with people, being a little bit more relatable with people. And so with that being said, I try to, you know, bring these things to our podcast. And I think even in the last few seasons, we've really, both of us, I would say, and, I, and that's another thing I'm really proud of you, you know, just bringing this opportunity. We're becoming a more, uh, how do you want to say this, a little bit more communicative about things that are a little bit beyond the superficial, which yeah. is something that everybody struggles with. But um, like today's topic, which I'm going to let you take over and take the mic to say, but you know, we, we focus on these points because we are also growing individually. So I just wanted to, I just wanted to throw that out because I think people, you know, look for like, a, you know, a Tony Robbins or, a, uh, you know, like a Jeff Bezos who, ha you know, these guys who have podcasts and books and they talk about these things because they've made it. We're making it. And that's the difference. We're making it. We're getting to where we're going. 
and you guys get to be a part of that journey instead of it like, hey, I'm at the finish line. Come on now. Come on, everybody. Let's go. No, we're doing this together. We're holding hands. It's, it's, it's basically that. like imagine listening to Steve Harvey and watching Steve Harvey prior to him getting his like own like TV show where he's um, interviewing people or you know looking at like Gary V in 2008 like yeah. 2009 when he was you know on the precipice of growing into Gary V that we love and know now mm-hmm. like you guys kind of get like a backstage pass to um you know the best you nation how we started and to where we're going to go we have no idea how far or how high it's going to go the, all, the only thing that I'm sure of is that I know that it's going and it's going in the right direction and um, you know, I, I believe that you know it's largely part of the you know I, I know we gave kudos to you guys earlier, but it's largely to have to do with the, the audience. You know, it's the audience that you know makes us. You know, and you guys actually take time to listen to us, and uh, I'm I'm super appreciative of it. You know, and I, I've had people reach out to me on 24 hours a day to you know say that you know the content that I'm producing or the content that we're producing is uh, affecting their lives in a, a very pleasant manner and a pleasant fashion. And that's something that um, it's we try to go for impact. It's not really about like the money and like you know you know fame and all that stuff because you know everybody you know, if you do it for the wrong reason you're not gonna be able to you know do it. You know the reason why we do it night in and night out we lose sleep over it is because this is genuinely touching the lives of people that actually listen, and that's something that we're we're super appreciative and. Um, I we can't I can't stress it enough, you know. Thank you guys. We we appreciate that. Um today, um I kind of wanted to talk on something that, you know, technically um this is a little bit out of both of our wheelhouse considering that we are single. But um I will tell you this, um I have been in situations where I'm dating someone and I'm I'm absolutely in love. Like I'm telling you, like this. Wow, I'm, I'm captivated. Every second, I want to spend with this person, and I want to, you know, experience different things, new things. I want to experience new foods and go visit countries we've never visited before, and and try things I've just never done before with this person because, you know, that's my person. That's not only just the person that I'm dating, but it's also my best friend, and. Then, you know, something happens and things kind of turn far left and things kind of start to fall apart. And then we break up and once we break up, it's kind of like, where do I go from, where do I go there from now? It's like, like you're in this abyss of, of silence, an abyss yeah. of, of confusion and you're just got all these emotions that are yeah. just off the palate and you don't know where to start. No, and that's that's exactly what it is, and and I know for a fact there's a lot of people out there that have that exact same thing, like they they it's they're hurting, and you know they, you you're miserable, you cry every single day, and you just don't feel like you know hanging out with friends, you don't feel like doing things, you don't feel like eating, you don't like you're just not yourself, mm. and I think that like it's super important to be 100% all in in the relationship that you're in. And I want to put that as a disclaimer first. But I also feel like there has to be some level or some sort of balance to it, right? Where we're together and we're growing together, we're striving after our goals together, 
but then at, at the same time I can also kind of do something to you know um, I guess produce food for the individual you know because like you got to think of relationship kind of like a, a farmer right you know you plant seeds and you water it you nurture it you you allow it to grow so right. you guys grow together but you can't stop growing individually as well and that's something that's super key super important and like it's not it's not necessary to say that if you when you break up it makes things easier or better or anything like that but when you kind of know who you are as an individual you kind of you don't feel like yo where do i go and what do i do now you just you just now it, it turns into all right get back to the basics what do i know what do i love about myself and that i think that's the hardest thing is people struggle loving themselves after they go through a traumatic experience like that they they just they just kind of and you know there's two types of people there's the ones that kind of run away from the pain and the ones that pretend like it didn't happen or no sorry that's the same person someone who <laughs> someone who runs away from the pain and the other one that just kind of just sits back and just lies in self misery in the pain no, I think you're making you're you're going down a path that I am also very familiar with, and I think that with the with the way that things are going, um, I want to touch base on a previous relationship that I had, and I actually I go to this relationship a lot, and I have had a lot of learning touch points that were presented to me as as the man, and you know of course it's going to be easier to speak from the man's perspective as far as relationship, but I think there's a lot of women and men that both you know counter experience both sides. You know, that we, so to speak, society calls, oh, this is what the woman experiences or, hey, this is what the man experiences. I think that both men and women both can experience the traumatic experience a little differently, but indifferently at the same time. So almost in the sense where both parties can experience the level of emotion, the level of investment, the commitment, the consistency that is involved. So what I want to touch base on is, number one, this is a crucial part in this relationship that I was in. First of all, when you get to know somebody, you start off as a friend. You get to learn somebody. You get, your, your goal is to establish a common ground. It's kind of like, you know, no, there's the story in the Bible of the two men, the two brothers, sorry, that built a house. You know, one built it on stone and then one built it on sand. And if you're not, you know, you can have, I'm actually going to do this. I'm going to take that example and I'm going to push it forward a little bit. I'm going to use cement. So cement starts off as a powdery material. What do you have to add to make it strong or to make it, you know, to to become an actual piece Cohesive. of, you know, yeah, it yeah. is water. Water. But when you think about building a house on cement, right, it's not, you're not building on the powder. You're building it on this, you know, the cement, the blocks, the stuff when you add water to the powder, it creates this very sediment, like this very structured um, object, so to speak. And so when you get to learn about somebody, you're utilizing the water, you're getting to pour in water and pouring in the cement, and so to speak, in this relationship, and you're building a foundation. I think that when most people get into these relationships, they find that they're using cement, quote unquote, but they're really not adding the water. They're just expecting it to be, hey, here's a cement. Now, when I say that, it is more common because while we are so-called building and committing and investing into one another and wanting to have these shared dreams and these shared goals like whether it's hey i'm going to pursue my education i need you to you know be there too doing that yeah that was something that i was in in, in my rap well my last relationship you know my biggest thing was 
I know that she was wanting to start her, her college education. And I said, well, wh- what's holding you back? Now, granted, I hadn't really got a chance to start in college because I was working full-time, and I still am, but I wasn't ready to start school. I know she could have done it because she was part-time. So I said, why don't you hop on school? Like, I, you know, whatever you need to do, let's sit down and let's get a plan together. And she said, oh, okay, you know, almost as if it wasn't really a priority. And so then, you know, things like that, even with uh, just the overall foundation of the relationship, you know, communicating certain things, you know, talking about the, some of the issues that were needing to be talked about. You know, one of the things I think that most people don't see or don't understand is when you're in the relationship, right? You know, you do get to experience the great aspects of the relationship. But I think what pulls us away sometimes and it starts to pull us so far that we end up being on the outside of the relationship and we're actually broken up from this person, those are the things that are constantly intoxicating the relationship. It's kind of like injecting yourself. You know, you keep injecting yourself with this toxin. And so eventually it's either you got to stop injecting yourself or allowing that injection site to being the, the place of injection and focusing on how do I come back to being me? How do I love me, right? And so my issue that I had, and this is a hard conversation because it wasn't the best relationship. It was a lot of learning points, but it wasn't really the greatest relationship. And the only reason is because there was days and nights that I would cry within the relationship and there were day and nights after the relationship that I was just blaming myself and I was getting frustrated with, man, could we have maybe taken another month maybe to work this out? Could we have figured this out? And ultimately, um, I was I was the one that I, I smothered in my misery. I didn't really run away from it because I knew that facing it was my only way. It's kind of like uh, you can't run from the rain. You kind of have to go towards it if you got to get somewhere. Like if it's in your path. And so I I smothered in my sadness for a couple weeks, I would say. Um, and it affected me even for my work performance and just even people around me. So no. yeah, it's tough, man. It's a tough place to be when you don't really... It's a difficult headspace. Yes. It's a difficult headspace. And I think that, you know... And, you know, I'm no way, shape, or form, like, demeaning you or anything. Like, when I was your age, I, I think I took um, breakups very hard. Like, I, I think the one of the worst breakups I've ever had, I was 19, 20-ish, like, around there. And um, I wallowed in, like, my own self-pity for, like, a good eight months. Like, it was, it was bad. Like, I, I would, you know... <laughs> I would literally go and like talk about the same thing over and over. I don't know if if the audience has ever seen Crazy Stupid Love, um, but like if you ever seen it, it's a super great movie. Steve Carell's in it, Ryan Gosling, and um, um, what's her name? Uh, Emma Stone. Emma Stone. It's a very good movie. Finn obviously hasn't seen it, but it's a wow. rom com. It's super cool. It's really good. So in that movie, there's a character, Steve Carell's character. Um, he is married to this woman for like, you know, maybe, you know, 15, 20 years or something like that. And she basically confesses that she's having a, an affair, um, with her boss. And so he doesn't want to hear that she's having this affair and he jumps out of a moving car to just stop her, stop her from talking about it. So he's essentially, he's so he's so far into denial like he doesn't want to face the music that he just completely 
throws himself in harm's way. And I can almost like associate that with how many times do we see the writing on the wall, the TVs are saying, go, 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 you got to leave. This is, this is toxic. You, there's nothing here for you anymore. Often, and man. we still duck our head in the sand and pretend like, oh, no, everything's fine. Everything's fine. The house is burning beh- behind you and everything's going to crap. And you're just like, no, everything's fine. Everything's fine. We, we, we can make it work. We can make it work. We have a sense of hopefulness. That's what it is. It's it, you're hopeful that things are going to change. You're I, expecting a change. See, and this is where I, I, I will debate you on this one because I, I, I don't think that it's hopefulness. I think that it's a deni- like denial. Because you, when you... When you get to a point in a relationship, you know when it's over. You know when it's over. It's just the question. It's like playing chicken. Like it's the, the question is, who's going to admit it first? Right. That's what it is. You know when it's over. You're sitting there like, yeah, I don't really get excited seeing this person. And now, like, every time I see this person, it kind of becomes a chore. And it's like, man, this is a lot of, like... No, and I agree. It, it, it was... That's exactly what it was like with, you know, my ex-girlfriend. However, with my ex-girlfriend, it was always, I felt like it was always my fault. And I was like, when do I actually cut this off? I unfortunately have cut, I cut her off. I had to cut my ex-girlfriend off because it was becoming so overwhelming that there was no way that I was going to be able to continue this. But I thought she was going to cut me off because... And, and that's the thing. Most people oftentimes think that the other person is just, they'll get fed up and do it. And then you stay into a situation that is not conductive, mm-hmm. it's not productive for you and your your mental space, your spiritual space, your physical space, nothing. It's not productive whatsoever. But you stay in it for like, what, another six months, maybe another year, maybe two years, longer than you had to because you had this idea of, oh, okay, well, you know, it's either... Yeah, things will get better. Things are not getting better. It's almost consistently getting like worse, unless there's some some drastic change, and that's that's where I'm gonna give like you know to all my couples out there who are having successful uh, marriages and relationships, unless there is a drastic change and there's a a, a, a a general general desire from both people, there you're not gonna find that success, and you can kind of see the writing on the wall. When it's there, you can kind of see it. The question is, are you willing to admit it? And so, like, um, you know, I think when I was 19, um, I had someone I was dating, and um, she ended up sleeping with, um, a, well, a person I considered a friend, but he didn't consider me a friend like that. Well, I put that in quotations because, you know, I don't know how that, I don't know what that means. Still to this day, that's uh, going on almost 11 years later, 12 years later. I, I still don't get it. But, you know, we're not friends like that. Needless to say, I don't talk to him or I don't talk to her anymore. But, like, I was so crushed by it. You know, I, was, I remember, like, you know, I, it was, it was you know, and, and this is just me being me because I'm hard on myself. It was pathetic. And, um, you know, I wallowed in self-pity for about eight months. And, you know, I talked about the same story over and over again, just like in Crazy Stupid Love. You know, his, his wife is having this... The, asking him for divorce because she's cheating on him and he goes to this bar and he sits there and he tells every person who's within earshot who's willing to listen for the 30 seconds that David Lindenhagen like slept with my wife and that's the 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 character's name Mm -hmm. the the boss and um 
I, anybody who was willing to listen, I was like, man, my girlfriend cheated on me with the person I thought was my friend. And I've talked about it from, from like, you know, one month to month to month to month to month to month until one day my friend's mom, and shout out to Miss Paul, this woman right here, she, uh, I, I, I love it because I needed the tough love. She said, she looked me depth in my eyes. She said, look here, Heather. You're weak. You're mentally weak. You're just weak. I was like, oh, whoa. That's pretty, that's pretty aggressive, Chill man. Chill out. Like, yo, I'm not weak. I'm strong. You know, I'm just, I'm just trying to figure things out. She said, you have sat here at my house and talked about the same crap for the last five, six, seven, eight months. It's done. It's over. She's not coming back. It's finished. What are you going to do now? She taught me the most valuable lesson that day. It's okay to feel and be upset. It's okay to be down. But what's not okay to stay down and then use that as a reason for why you can't do anything in life. And there's a lot of people that get into these toxic relationships and they break up and they're, 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 they're done and over and they stay down for 10, 20 years, 30 years and never really capable of recovering. And that was the first lesson and I needed her like some of you guys might say, oh, well, that's mean, that's harsh. But I needed that because unless I had that, I wouldn't have ever snapped out of it. I, I could have potentially still been in that situation right now. And so I, I felt like I learned that at like 20 years old, realizing that when things don't go your way, it's okay to be upset about it. Take time to be upset about it. Take a week, take a, two weeks, three weeks, whatever you do. Take the time you need to do to at least sit inside the, those feelings and acknowledge them. Don't run away from them. But then after that, you got to dust your shoulders off, get back up, and you got to get back to the basics. Absolutely. Because essentially, even though you're not dating that person anymore, and I want you guys to hear me out. Hear me out on this. this it might sound crazy. You may not be dating somebody. You may be single. But technically, you're dating yourself. And then what I mean by that is you have to give yourself those kind words, the compliments. You're beautiful. You're handsome. You're, you have to say those things to take yourself. Take yourself to dinner and take yourself to a movie. Because if you don't know how to love yourself, then how on earth do you plan on loving somebody else? That makes no sense. It's true. I think... Um... I think that's uh, that's the best way you really can tie it tie it up, man. That's the it's making me think. You know, I I smothered myself for many weeks, and uh, it's because I really I felt guilty. I felt guilty. I felt like I should have taken an additional week to maybe work things out. It was very abrupt. It wasn't. It wasn't even in a bad abrupt. It was like one of those like, listen, I, I we've tried to because. We we did every I I try to do the best job I possibly could. Of course. In the relationship as the guy, and I know she did the best job. And that's something that goes back to the beginning that we were talking about that everybody has a role in the relationship, right? Just as you are wanting to grow together with somebody, you also have to be reminded that you have to work on yourself. Yes. So one of the biggest things there's a few things that I my dad shared with me because you know she didn't like that I talked to my dad about a relationship, and I'm the type of person that go to my dad about things and especially when it comes down to what 
I have to do as a guy? What is it that I have to do better? I addressed things to him that I felt like maybe I was doing that could have been that could be I could be a better listener, for example, you know. And that was something that I definitely I'm proactively always working on because I enjoy talking, um, but proactively listening. And I was proactively listening to her, but I was proactively listening to a bunch of toxic negativity. And I asked my dad, well, how are you supposed to listen to somebody who's only talking negative? It was never about like how her day was or what she was doing, how her parents were, and so forth and so on. But one of the things my dad says, son, you guys bring 50% to the table individually. Now, I said, well, how? Are you mean, I'm not, I'm not giving 50%. He's like... You're right. You only get your 50%, but it's how much of, see how much you put in and how much you have is two different things. How much you put in and how much you have. How much you have is 50%. One relationship requires two people. One divided by two is 0.5. So each person gets a half slice or half of the pie, but it's how much of the pie are you gonna eat? 100% of your 50% and she gets 100% of her 50%. And I was having this conversation the other day with somebody else and I was having to share with them because they were having a hard time too. But the point is, sometimes you can be awesome individually as a person. I'm pursuing to become a nurse. She asked me to stop working in healthcare because I hung out with women at work. And because of that, our relationship already right there was dependent on my occupation. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine had I stopped working in a hospital because I hung out or worked with women and because she felt insecure about her situation, which I understand. I can get it. I get it. If she feels insecure, I get it. Mm-hmm. But it was almost to the point now I, she was dipping into my 50% by controlling where I have to be in order for our relationship to continue to work in. And I said to myself, no, this can't be. And there was other multiple occasions where I had situations where it was something that she didn't agree with. And we try to have the moments of compromise and the the times we've talked about being compatible and being able to have that conversation. But the number one thing that I got from the conversation I had with my dad that applied from that point on in our relationship for the three months more that we were together was that you can be awesome individually, but not awesome together. And sometimes you're not going to be awesome together. Yeah. We think that because we're awesome and the other person's awesome, our perception of awesome, because we use our perception of who we are and try to create the awesome of somebody else yeah. or to create what is awesome or what awesome should look like on somebody else. So then we go, oh, okay, that's my other 50%. That's my better half. Yeah. And it doesn't always work that way. And I learned a very, very important lesson that you don't tip into the other person 50%. And you also allow yourself to love you 100%. The Bible says to love your neighbor as yourself, meaning to love you so much that you can love other people. You have to prioritize yourself, which is why taking care of yourself, why we talk about self-care and treating yourself is so important because it prepares you. It can also be the revival aspect because when you come out of a relationship, you gotta take care of yourself. But getting into the relationship when you're single, like you and I individually, mm-hmm. yeah, we are able to be better. We are a little bit more revived. We are we are reconstructed and much stronger and much wiser and much more able to handle the relationships and being able to communicate with our spouse or the girlfriend or boyfriend. 
So it's at the point where we can sit back and say, okay, all right, so we can talk about these things. And you go down an avenue you've been before, you know how to handle them. Of course, yeah. Well, and you know, there's something that you said that I, I just immediately, it just clicked in my head at least. It's, it resounded um, in my head. Um, earlier this week, I put out a post um, on 24 hours in a day. If you got have an Instagram, check me out. Um, I usually try to give up um, either workouts or um, inspirational words or um, motivational quotes or something um, that can, you know, help feed you physically, mentally, and spiritually, all, all the above. Um, but you you said something that I kind of touched on in a video earlier mm-hmm. this week. You said you felt bad. You felt guilty saying, hey, you know what? This is not working for me anymore. But you felt guilty and you felt like you had to go back and you wanted to give it another week or so. In my video earlier this week, I talked about how once you've made a decision, you have to stick with it. You have to take all the consequences that come along with it. You can't start to get cold feet on a decision just because you feel some type of way. Your emotions can sometimes mislead you and sometimes guide you down the wrong path. Mm-hmm. And what's the most important thing is, is once you have the clear frame of mind and you've decided this is the course of action that we need to do, no matter how difficult it is, no matter how much your, 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 your flesh, your, your body is telling you, don't, don't do it, don't do it, you have to go down that path because you know exactly what comes with this. You know that nothing productive comes from this. It's like trying to, you know, um, uh, you know, grow crops in the middle of a desert. There's nothing there. It's good now. There's no water. There's nothing. There's no nutrients. It's too hot. There's nothing there. You Just have to pick up your crops. Exactly. Right. Pick up your crops and go someplace else. Yeah. So, for me, it's just like it, it. It hits on a different level because, you know, I again, I, I was the one, and I'm being completely transparent. You know, I wasted pretty much a year of my life wallowing over somebody that didn't want me, and did that change her life at all? Did she? Was he affected by it at all? I, no. wouldn't, I wouldn't say wasted though. I feel like wasted is I've, underst- I, an okay. understatement. So you, let me let me let me clarify. I say wasted, but I learned. You needed the. I learned you emotionally to do that, though, because a lot. Your teacher ripped you a new one. Yes. So, um, which helped it's actually you for... Jane's mom. Oh. Yes. Oh, why did I think Ms. it was Paul. your teacher? No, 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 no. She she because I would be sitting on the couch all the time, and she'd be like, "Hey, are you dating anybody?" Uh, no, not yet. I'm still trying to. You know what? What's fascinating? Uh, it was fascinating. <laughs> and, I, and this is not no like take no offense to this. And we we talk about this on the show a lot. That you know you're, you know you'll be what 31 this year. Yeah. And you know I'll be 23 in about a little over a little under a month. Three weeks. Yeah, three weeks three from weeks. now. Yeah. It's crazy to think that you know you've been 23. You've been where I'm at. You know, and I'm I back and in I, my day. I'll stop. <laughs> Um, it's just crazy to know, like, to hear your stories. When I'm 31 and I'm looking back and, you know, seeing another young guy who's 23 years old who's, you know, been where you've been and been where I've been. And it's a fascinating feeling, man. It's a fascinating moment when you, and, and it's like a, like a, a very weird thought when you come to, like, this realization of Adler's been where I've been. Adler's been 23, 24, 25, 26. Like, 
I've got many more years to experience what you've already been through, and not to make you feel old. That's not no, hey, but no, it's, it's the it, truth. It, it, I don't feel old. You know, it's the truth. There are things that I think young people, especially right now in this generation, where everything is so superficial, everyone's so superficial and and very you know unfortunately sensitive to the way that breakups happen or or the result of certain situations, and they don't find the logic or the common sense in those learning points and that's because sometimes we misunderstand somebody we misunderstand what we're supposed to learn or we misunderstand the overall concept of loving ourselves mm-hmm. in the midst of toxic relationships or the development of a toxic relationship mm-hmm. um so i don't know I well just... and that's that's kind of why i say it's even though you're no longer with the person and you've been with that person for X amount of years and you feel like you're, you've lost a, a part of yourself, which is very much true. I can't you know, say that it's not true for somebody because that's something that you know, they feel. So I, I can validate their feelings and be like, that's how you feel. But you also got to remember that now you're dating yourself. You know, nobody's going to get your flowers. So buy yourself your flowers. Nobody's going to give you, well, not to say nobody, but you're not going to get those compliments on a day-to-day basis. Oh, you look so handsome. You look so beautiful. You look like this. or you're so smart. Talk to yourself in that way. You know, I think that, like, we give ourselves way too much of a hard time. Like, we're quick to forgive strangers. We're quick to forgive our friends. We're quick to forgive our parents, our family members, and everybody else in between. But we refuse to forgive ourselves. That's something I wrote up in the book. That's something so, that's just crazy. That was a point that I made in my book. Um, one of the biggest things with vulnerability, it's learning to find the strength to forgive yourself. You can't forgive other people until you forgive yourself. And, you know, when you forgive yourself, you're the one who's actually, you're doing yourself a favor. It's not doing anybody else a favor by forgiving yourself. You're forgiving yourself, and that's doing you a favor. Because at the end of the day, God expects us to forgive ourselves so that we can forgive others. It says in the Bible to forgive Forgive those who trespass against you. Like we're supposed to forgive those, but you're supposed to also forgive yourself. Yeah. Or else, God, you know, you're, you're holding yourself from receiving the blessings, receiving those opportunities. Well, and uh, with that being said, you know, I think when people read that part of the book, it'll make more sense as far as what I was talking about. I'm, I you definitely need many, to get many the book. Chapters. If, if you try and understand what Finn's saying, you definitely just got to get the book and. Uh, actually read it in order to grasp the concept that's that's all okay that's my advice for anybody who's listening if you want to be able to understand exactly what he's trying to trying to say you got to get the book you got to check it out i don't want to spill um, all the beans i mean some no, beans can be not. spilled but i don't want to spill all the beans of course not and i mean i mean like you know in in you you brought up bible twice right so one of the verses one of my favorite verses it says above all else guard your heart because from it love flows from it meaning that you have to protect your heart regardless what happens you have to be able to protect it because that's where love comes from so if you can't keep and protect the love that's within it for yourself then how do you expect or how do you plan on loving somebody else that doesn't happen so you you really you realistically have to get like and i call it getting back to the basics when I say get back to the basics, that's, that means you're dating yourself. So take your, to find your time to dress up in some good clothes. Um, take yourself out to eat. Um, 
Go to the gym, work out, run a mile or two, lift some weights, eat a salad. You know, do things that are productive that make you feel good about yourself. So that way you can kind of get back to the basics and be like, all right, hey, you know what? This happened to me and it sucks. It's yeah, terrible. It does suck. But I'm still me. I'm still myself at the end of the day. I'm still a whole individual. And that's something that's key and that's essential. And I feel like a lot of times we just completely dismiss it and we discount it just because it's just like, okay, well, I, this is who I was when I was with this person. And this is what I did when I was with this person. And this is what we used to say. And this is how we used to react. And that person's no longer thinking about you. That person has moved on. And you have to be okay with it. You can't you can't sit here and be and pretend like, you know, you can't refuse to grow yourself just because you're stuck living in the past. Well, it goes back to what I was saying earlier is I think that and you know, like you say, you we could debate on it, but I think it's that hopeful mindset. We hope that someone's gonna we hope that person's gonna be like, you know what, maybe I'll give that guy another chance. Or I'll hope you know, I hope that, that guy will come back around. And I think you know, we can agree to disagree that People are going to be either hopeful or people are going to live in a, in, a, in a mindset of regret. I just see it from the perspective of like, you know, I have been very hopeful. Um, an experience that I will share kind of just as we're closing out is, you know, the Valentine's Day experience that I had many, many years ago back in seventh grade where I was like, man, you know, I like this girl. I liked her a lot. And I remember, um, you know, I had bought, I had spent all my pocket money on like a flat some flowers a teddy bear and some chocolate and and a card and that's been like what's like 35 dollars you're a regular casanova <laughs> listen it was just my, <laughs> my dad my dad and my mom advised me what's a gift for this chick and i said all right cool you know it was a nice you know some russell stover's chocolate you know it wasn't like some like hershey's bs that first of all hershey's is amazing so i don't know that. i would say on say that, that okay every other you didn't day, get her godiva I didn't get her a good diet, yeah, but so every other day there was whoa, 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 whoa. Russell, Russell Stowers. <laughs> you know what? They're all from the same company. It's not like it's not like it's coming from anywhere else. But no, like Hershey's any other day. But on Valentine's Day, you gotta go for a little step up, upgrade a little bit. You know, take a little, <laughs> swing it up a little bit. So Ghirardelli, Ghirardelli. Oh God, <laughs> don't. Okay, now I'm feeling go a ahead, no, no, about I'm my sorry, chocolate I'm selection. But it's okay. Russell Stowers, and then. I come to find out, I go over to her on, I remember seventh grade, we're, I'm just walking over there, I'm like, I had this like, you know, like cocky jock, kind of like, hey, what's up? Swagger. I was swagging it, man. I was walking around and I was like, hey, you want to be my Valentine? And then as soon as I said that, she said, you know, Finn, you're so sweet, but unfortunately, and I'm like, I already know where we're going with this. Ripped that teddy bear's head off, ripped the card in half, threw it all, took the flower stomped on them, ripped them in half. You did this in front of her? I did this in front of her. I was upset. <laughs> and the worst part about it was is that she looked at me as her boyfriend kissed her on like the cheek. <laughs> this story, I was a savage, this, man. This story went from bad to worse. <laughs> Not only did you do all that, then her boyfriend came and kissed her and was like, hey, what's going on with this guy? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And so I then I also kept the chocolates and I shared them at lunch. Oh man! Oh god! So the moral of the story is, is yeah. that I felt so bum hurt and I was still hopeful that maybe later on I'll try again. So we would play soccer. It was a couple of weeks later. I do remember we played soccer on the field and I was trying to be a little, a little bit of a flirt. And you know she's like, "It's not. I'm not buying it, Finn. Like I got a boyfriend." I'm like. Oh. And I understood, like, at this time, I'm just like, that really is your boyfriend, isn't it? 
And I was like, yeah. okay. But I was so head over heels for this girl. Her name was Alicia. And man, she was one of the best soccer players I ever played with in school. And she would tear me a new one every time I, you know, missed the goal or something like. But man, that Valentine's Day, it really crushed me, dude. I know it seems really aggressive to be ripping up teddy bears' heads and keeping chocolate and sharing with your buddies at, at lunch. But like, what am I supposed to do, man? I mean, I just, I feel like I have my heart crushed. And no, yeah. even then, in that no, moment, you know, yeah. every guy Especially and every you, girl. you're a kid because, you know, that's like. It's not even that. It's just you, as a kid, you've never experienced that level or that type of rejection. That's that's something completely different. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you're 13 years old, and that, to me, when you rip a teddy bear off and you start acting <laughs> like that, that means you've never dealt with something like this, and you don't know how to I could have definitely compute done that somewhere else. But... Yeah, you didn't know how to compute it, and that's okay. You, know, you, you learn. I bet you're not going to do that again. No. No, of course. So you learn from that situation. I mean, now if you, you have... see me ripping up a teddy bear as a grown man. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. You know, we got, we got, I have a whole bunch of questions. But, like, all right. So there's two things that I'd like to kind of, to like, touch on um, before, like, we, we close out. Um, the art of gracefully accepting being turned down. I have, I feel like um, at this point in my life, I've mastered it. I'm really good at it, like... When I'm getting rejected, I'm almost like a like I'm a pro like at it like um, the <laughs> the last like situation that like um, I was like super serious about uh, you know she you know she was a really really cool girl I still think she's a st- uh, super cool girl it just didn't work out and like we ended up it was like one of those things where you know she basically stopped talking to me so I was just like okay all right you know what ghosted me that's cool I'm not like you know I'm not you know, no, no hard feelings per se. Of course, I was upset about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, you know, it, it hurt. But at the same time, you know, me, you know, calling that person, be like, hey, you hurt me, you did all this. That's not really gonna do anything. No, it's not you gonna know, fix the situation at all. And I have this belief that closure is just verbalizing things that you already knew to begin with. It's a, it's confirming or affirming something. It's just verbalizing the physical evidence that you saw with your own two eyes. Now you're just speaking it, which to me, I feel like it's like, it's like telling you about my day twice. <laughs> like I already told you about my day. I don't need to go through it a second time. You already, you already kind of accept it. So now kind of like, you know, gr- I gracefully get turned down, you know, and it's just like, okay, Hey, I can see that she's no longer interested. That's Okay. I usually re- respond with like a, a text message saying, you know, hey, you know, I see that this is happening, this is happening. I, you know, it's it sucks, and I, I I wish you nothing but the best of luck, and I hope you have a wonderful, you know, wonderful life, a wonderful day, whatever. And I hope that we can stay friends. Which nine times out of ten, when when you say I hope we can stay friends, they usually don't take you up on the offer anyway. No. But you know, I always give that you know opportunity if for some reason somebody ever does want to take that opportunity. Um, and the last thing I want to touch on is, and this is one of my favorite Drake quotes of all time, is don't cry that it's over. Be happy that it happened. Because oftentimes, that relationship that went so terribly wrong, so terribly awry, a lot of people fight just to have that experience. Because so many people out there will live the rest of their lives and not know what it feels or what it is to be loved. Right. So, that being said, um, guys, 
We are the best your nation, and we are so thankful that you guys tuned in um, to hear us out and um, just to be with us for another weekly dose of positivity and um, just allowing us to, you know, coming through your speakers or your headphones, um, be here with you on your uh, afternoon drive um, from work or to work or from errands, whatever it is that, that you're doing while listening to us. We just appreciate you and we appreciate everything that, um, you know, we just appreciate just everything that you guys do for us. You know, I don't want it to just ever go on and said. I know I've said it like I hopped on it like three or four times already, but we definitely appreciate you. And um, is there any closing things that you got to mention? No, other than you guys can you know stream our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Apple Podcasts Spotify, Spotify, iHeartRadio, iHeartRadio, Pandora, <laughs> Audible. Anywhere, pretty much YouTube. your major platforms. <laughs> Pandora, that's great. Uh, <laughs> wait, what's, what's it? Um, Podbean. Pod oh, Amazon. Amazon. Yeah, Amazon. So pretty much anywhere you want, you can check us out. Google Podcasts. Like we are global. Yes, uh, that is another thing. We are, you know, we are global. Uh, but make sure to follow us together on our, you know, our page at the Best You Nation. You it's on Instagram and on Instagram. Our Facebook. Um, and you can also follow us individually. You can follow Adler at twenty four hours a day. Two four H R S I N A D A Y. Yes, and then you can follow me, obviously, at the Finn Foster. So that's pretty much it. That's two N's, by the way. So everyone puts it one N. I don't know why. N N. Yeah. Yeah. So. But also remember, June twenty fifth, pre order. Pre order uh, the book. And make sure to tune in every week. If this was your first time joining us today, welcome. Thank you. And we will yeah. see you guys next week. We'll tune in next week. All right. <laughs>